Hi, what's up? And hello, welcome to the WHLC show. Show, 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 show. Diggity damn, it has been a freaking long ass minute since I've been on a podcast. So, hey guys, it's so nice to be back. I hope that um, this podcast finds you in a peaceful-ish place. I know 2020 has been a fucking nightmare for a lot of people. Um, I'm sure there's some silver linings to those nightmares too, but uh, that's not what this podcast is about today. We are going to be talking about WHLC Resurrected. What? She coming back? What? Yeah, she coming back. She is coming back and ready to attack. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, bringing the podcast back. I'm also going to use this podcast as just a little uh, life update to let you guys know what has changed in the last year or two. I think it's been two freaking years. What? What? Maybe one year. I don't remember. I think it's been one year. But anyways, I have upgraded from doing podcasts in my car on the way to my nursing home job to doing podcasts on my couch in between sessions while I work from home. What? You can do therapy from home? What? Yeah. So here's what happened. I don't work in the nursing home anymore. What? Yeah. No more. I cannot believe it. I've spent the last five years of my OT career, career <laughs> my OT career in the nursing homes. And, you know, I got to say, nursing home life is rough. It is rough. And it takes a special kind of soul to be able to go in and out of that place on the daily, every day. And to the people that are in a nursing home, I don't think you're listening to my podcast, but maybe the people that are listening to my podcast have some of their people that are in a nursing home. And I just want y'all to know, I feel for you. I feel for you, especially in these times, these unprecedented times. If I fucking hear that one more time, I'm going to go insane. Unprecedented. They're precedented. Okay. Anyway, I feel for you guys because our old folks are being isolated isolation is literally the like toughest punishment in prison you do something wrong in prison you go on isolation okay we're doing that to our most valued loved elder population for their quotation marks safety okay i could not do that anymore i was being heartbroken every day i would go into this lady's room and she would bawl and wake up from a dream and tell me she couldn't sometimes she was very confused but she couldn't tell the difference between her dream life and her waking life, which is a huge sign that someone is about to pass, by the way. So I'm freaking out like, oh my God, this old lady is going to die. And she kept waking up panicking, thinking that she was dead and in heaven already and that she did not get to see her kids. And all she wanted was to die with her kids around her. The saddest shit ever. That was the moment where I was like, I don't think I can fucking do this anymore. I can't do this because there's nothing I can do for this lady. I would like to kidnap her and run her out of this fucking nursing home and get her to her children. She's in her late 90s. She's got to she's going to die any minute now, basically. And we have to keep her in this facility for her quotation marks safety. 
during these unprecedented times. Let the lady choose how she wants to die. That's fucked up to me, okay? It's a little fucked up to me. But that's not what this podcast is about. Whoa, we took a serious tangent. The podcast is about some life updates and where we're going to move forward with WHLC. So other life updates besides getting out of the nursing home. What do you do for work now, Zarian? Like, are you just like sitting on your couch, like making money online? No, I'm not. (laughs) But not yet. (laughs) But I got a job working, doing therapy. Similar thing, different, looks totally different. Same title, looks totally different in practice. Occupational therapy can work in a like very large variety of settings. And I work in the schools now with children's and it has been quite a transition for your girl um despite the work seeming easier emotionally speaking it can be challenging in other ways and you know anytime you make a change in life a lot of times our brains really want to convince us like oh if i were just somewhere else or if i were just in a different job or if i were just skinnier if i were just you know if i had lighter skin darker skin better hair straighter hair whatever if i had a computer if i had a whatever if my apartment was bigger if my apartment was smaller the list goes on our brains are never satisfied and we are always looking for something on the other side but guess what anytime you step over that line to the other side all you are doing honey baby boo is just changing one set of problems for another okay and no matter what, while you're alive, guess what? You finna have some problems. <laughs> it's gonna just a part of being alive is to have problems. And lucky us, if we didn't have problems, we would be bored to shit. And we still are bored to shit, even with having problems. Some of us have problems where we don't even want to look at the problems. So we spend time saying we're bored and distracting ourselves and we could be solving these problems right in front of us. I only know because I've been there. <laughs> Whoa, we took another turn. Welcome to WHLC, where we constantly are turning left, right, left, right. You never know where we're going to go. That's the exciting part of WHLC. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Anyway, so I'm working in the schools now. It's pretty fun. Um, I work from home because all the schools got shut down. Thank you, COVID-19. COVID-19. Yeah. Um, so I work with preschoolers, age three to four. And I hop on Skype calls with them all day long, five days a week. And then I also work with junior high kids. So it's a little different, definitely a little different. Sometimes I miss my old folks because, you know, you could like learn about stuff. I feel like I learned a lot working in the nursing home, a lot about myself, a lot about emotional boundaries and processing and freaking ethics. My God. Um... I learned a lot about empathizing with people and how to do that and how to actually listen to someone. Man, you'd be surprised. Some of these old folks just get like ignored, you know? No, you don't know because you never worked in a nursing home, but that's okay. It's not something everybody needs to know. But yeah, just really grateful for that time in my life. Um, It was hard. It was very hard. There are a lot of days where I woke up and I was like, I can't do this. I feel really bad for these people (laughs) how do people do this for their lifetime careers without feeling calloused by the end of it right I don't know I don't have the answer to that but I did learn a lot about how to just go with the flow and do what good you can 
in whatever situation you're in, whether it be covered in shit or not, right? Literally. I'm saying literally people covered in shit I had to deal with. It's part of the lifestyle. It's a part of the job. It's a part of growing old. It's a part of aging that a lot of people don't want to look at. They really just don't. They want to pretend that wherever they are is going to stay the exact same forever and ever and ever and ever and nothing will ever change ever. Reality check, motherfucker. It's always changing, (laughs) okay? It's always changing. The only thing that actually stays the same is change. So you better get used to dealing with it, right? Whoa. I didn't expect this podcast to be so abrasive coming back, but here we are. I'm just going to ruffle your feathers. Anyway, so now I have plenty of time to do these podcasts, which is awesome. And you may be wondering, what happened to Middle Ground Fitness? That's still alive. It's still alive. But, you know, I, I joined forces with my husband. We put it together. We made this awesome course. We still have the course available. Um, and then we kind of just realized, like, it's nice to do things together. But guess what? It's harder because if I wanted to get anything done, he has to be here, right? But he's not here all day because he's working out in the field. He's got a different job, too, doing outpatient. So it's a little harder for us to coordinate time to work together on this stuff kind of stuff like podcasts and whatnot um than it was before so i figured we just gonna pivot and go back to what we were working on before and you know whlc really is my baby i actually was kind of sad to leave whlc but i thought it was worth it to you know have an opportunity for teamwork and don't regret that at all learned a whole lot of stuff about all kinds of crap, <laughs> like Facebook marketing, how to build a course, what platforms to use, ups and downs of building courses, yada, 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 stuff that you probably don't care about unless you are a content creator or course building person, but totally worth it. However, I'm going to retract and take it back and go back to my roots. Oh my God, the roots, the three roots, your one love. That's the first root. The root of choices. Wait, that's the third one. Oh, the root of energy. <laughs> Yin or yang, where you where you acted from. And then the third root is the three roots of choice. Like, are we making a positive choice that's getting us closer to our dreams? Are we stagnant and just sitting here doing nothing, making no choices? Or are we making actively poor choices that are taking us farther away from our dreams, right? So eventually, I felt pretty stagnant in middle ground fitness. And you know, not that it has anything to do with middle ground or anything like that. It was a great project and it's still going like Tom is forefronting that on his own. But I just, you know, my flavor, my brand, the way I say things, the way I do things, the way I like things to look is just a little bit different. And it's more tailored towards women because at the end of the day, whether it's middle ground fitness, women's healthy living club, natural fitness, whatever we decided to call it and keep changing it or whatever. It's all the same. I just want to help women feel better in bodies that they love for more of the time that they're alive here on earth. Okay. That is it. I want you to feel better. I want you to look better. I want you to feel confident. I want you to get more shit done. I want you to feel graceful when you're navigating your emotions. I want you to know your biological clock. I still can't believe how many women I meet that don't even know the inning 
like the workings and ins and outs of their own freaking reproductive system, which is basically our clock. Like every month we come to the same point, round and round we go, baby, round and round. And there are a lot of women that don't understand that and they just hate their periods and they're like, God, what a burden. And that's really breaks my heart because I feel like our cycles are literally a superpower that connects us to the grand workings of fucking life itself. No big deal. It's no big deal, but it's kind of a big fucking deal. So how could you be so burdened by something that's such a great gift, right? It is. It's a great gift. So that is my mission, essentially, is to just support women. And that looks like a lot of different things because being supported as a woman is, whoo, it is something. And I only know because I've been working on supporting myself every single day. And it can come with a lot of ups and downs. It can come with a lot of questions. It can come with a lot of emotions. <laughs> My favorite. So I just want to be there as someone who is going through it, has gone through it, and can help other women move through life in a way that is graceful and enjoyable because life is short as fuck okay and it's you know I don't really believe that everyone should be happy all the time just like oh my god sunshine unicorns all the time woohoo life is great but I do think that there is an essential innate seed of joy and gratitude that can be cultivated and unshaken if cultivated correctly and in the right ways with the right practices. And even in the midst of those moments where you feel totally broken down, like a freaking giant piece of shit, you're depressed, you're sad, you're all those things. But I think even in the middle of those emotions, you can still have that kernel of gratitude that holds you steady. And it takes time to develop. It takes, you know, action and effort and work to develop. But God damn it, if it's not worth it. There have been, seriously, especially this year has been a huge test of my practices. Like, do you really know how to do yoga? Do you really know how to find your center? Do you really know how to stay unshakable in the middle of chaos? Do you? Because 2020 has asked all those motherfucking questions a lot of me, personally. And some of those times I answered, no, bish, I don't know how to do yoga anymore. <laughs> I feel broken down and totally off center. And then other moments I've been like, oh, right, I do know how to do this. Yoga has been such a, such a foundation for me to keep coming back to, a well of healing for me to come back to. And I say yoga a little bit um, conservatively because yoga has just transformed in the, into this like wild fucking, you know, back bending, eat your toes kind of freaking bring your elbow behind your ear wear this you know wear nothing be nude while you do yoga it's become very distorted in the west i feel and it's something that also kind of breaks my heart because it's like man yoga could be something really special for a lot of people until it gets commercialized <laughs> and then it becomes this fucking trick show you know, neon tights, Lululemon ass, motherfucking, you know, bend your back till it breaks because that's what you, the goal of yoga, like it's not the goal of yoga. In fact, 
I've been practicing yoga for almost 10 years now. Like I started practicing when I met Tom and we're about to hit our 10 year anniversary in holy shit two months. Yeah. In February. Oh my God. We should do a lover's podcast. But anyway, a long time that I've been practicing yoga and it has drastically shifted over those 10 years. It started out one to two hours of just moving and stretching and doing all the things and pursuing handstands and wanting to bend my back until I could eat my own feet. And like, it has seriously turned so far away from that. It's not even funny. (laughs) It's like, wow, it has nothing to do with that anymore. It actually has become more and more and more inward. Whereas when I started, it was all about how my postures looked, how they felt. Was it easy? Was it hard? Did I sweat? Was I able to hold a handstand long enough? Could I do these fancy arm balance tricks and look like it was easy? Was I able to teach people how to do these physical practices? Um, And then slowly it began to transform into emotional management with breathing. Like, holy crap. If you want to learn how to become emotionally intelligent and navigate the waves of what it is to be a woman learn some motherfucking breathing practices. They will save your life. I'm not kidding you. Wow. I use them to this day, all the time, every day. And after the breathing, it kind of transferred into sitting, being meditative, translating that essence that you cultivate when you're practicing the physical poses. And by that essence, I mean steady patience. So if you're going through a yoga class and You hear the teachers say, center yourselves, develop your intentions here. If you're listening to a yoga teacher like that, I might not be the yoga teacher for you. I'm just going to go ahead and insert that right quick because that kind of shit drives me insane. Like, why are you talking so differently? You do not talk like this to any of your friends or people unless you're like teaching yoga. What the hell? That's weird to me. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Yeah, I just... It, it transforms is all I'm saying. And what you think is yoga today for you could definitely not be the same as what it is a few years from now or even a few months from now. So for me personally, I still do my physical practices. I still, you know, do my stretchings, all that stuff. I still do my breathing. Like I said, I use it every single day. I still meditate very regularly, if not every day. Um, But it just, it turns into something else that kind of doesn't become this separate activity that you go to some box and put on certain clothes for and step on a certain piece of, you know, material for into something that is literally a part of you that you do all the time without even knowing it. Like you can start meditating and become present doing the damn dishes. Like it can be in the most mundane, simple activities that you are, whoa, practicing yoga. So basically, the new direction I want to take this podcast, and I don't want to say new entirely because WHLC, Women's Healthy Living Club, is going to be all over the place because that is just kind of how my brain works. (laughs) And so if you are ready for a ride and adventure, happy to have you here, baby girl, for real. But if you're not, also, there are some men that listen to my podcast, so I should say baby boy too. But No matter what your gender is, who you are, what your background is, I'm just here to kind of put a little bit of my light out into the world. And usually that has to do with sharing some type of yoga practice because yoga has been such a valuable piece of my life in all kinds of ways. And so I plan to 
start sharing some meditations on here um you know like themed meditations it's ironic though because i personally am not a huge fan of guided meditations i've had a few where i've done them like you know somebody's teaching a class and they're like okay we're gonna finish class with this guided meditation and i hear that i'm like fuck ugh, i hate guided meditations and i've never really thought deeply about why i don't like them i really think mostly it's because um i like to like my regular meditation practice is about removal like dropping things letting things go letting go of thinking and letting it just be there and yeah it's i'm thinking things but i'm not like gripping every thought or you know expanding or extrapolating or breathing into any thought it's just kind of this floating wave above you know in my brain that i'm not really paying attention to and i like silence i really do because having practiced yoga as long as I have, I've really come to learn that silence doesn't exist when you're alive. It really doesn't. I mean, there are some specialized rooms and sensory deprivation tanks and all that business, but guess what? When it really comes down to it, if you have a pair of ears and they work and you are alive as a human being, silence does not exist. And so getting quiet enough to realize that you are surrounded by the buzz of life no matter what you do, who you are, where you are, is kind of freeing in a way. And so I personally sometimes feel bogged down by guided meditations because I'm like, damn, this bitch is still talking. Shut the fuck up so I can get to my place, right? I hope you don't think that about me. But these are could be great if you're beginning meditation if you're new to it if silence makes you uncomfortable and you're like i don't want to sit quietly oh my god that's scary there are people like that so i'm here for those people to do these guided meditations and i'm going to do my very best not to talk like this and follow suit of every meditative teacher i've ever encountered because that drives me insane too okay so these will be focused meditations the first one i wrote already is about um new beginnings obviously we are having a new beginning here in the women's healthy living club podcast so i figured it'd be relevant to do a pod or a, a guided meditation about new beginnings and you know becoming new and all that fun stuff so it's written out a lot of these are going to be visual so you you'll be visualizing things and kind of searching for different sensations in your body and all kinds of fun stuff um but they're mostly they're mostly a blend of visual like visual visualization through nature and things that you see in nature and the use of affirmations like you know i'm going to have a meditation for empowerment and that's going to be a lot of affirming statements just kind of rolling over and over again so that it's kind of this brain training for you to put on and it's like your brain's lifting weights to to have empowered thinking versus self-limiting thinking and so maybe you wake up one day and you're like fuck i feel like i'm in the dumpster and i can't pull myself out of the dumpster right now i feel like a piece of crap and i you know your thought patterns are in that self-limiting um energy then you can put on the meditation for empowerment and pull yourself the fuck out of the garbage can okay that's what these meditations will be about. Um, I would love to do a chakra meditation series too because I love the chakras. I love to learn about them. I love to experiment with them. I love to meditate with my own chakra system and, you know, kind of just dig into the essence of those and what they mean and how they can 
help or hinder you and how they can close and open and all those fun things. Whoa, we getting a little bit woo-woo, but it's not woo-woo. Um, chakras are definitely not woo-woo. And if you think chakras are woo-woo, you're on the wrong dang podcast. I'm going to tell you right now. We have a meditation for letting go, connecting to the feminine, um, a meditation for acceptance, all kinds of fun stuff. A meditation for connecting with all of the elements. What? Yeah. Big fan of the four elements. They're kind of like the pillar. So like if yoga is like the main foundation of my pyramid of life and healthy lifestyle and being, you know, a whole human, then next would come the four elements and understanding those and how they integrate and dance throughout your life, your body, um, especially as a woman, because they definitely dance throughout our cycles too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a wild ride, ladies and gents. It's going to be a wild ride. I also would love to do some podcasts on yoga philosophy and just reflection. Um, if you have any experience in the yoga world or community, or maybe you don't and you are a self-study person like I was and just kind of delved into these things on your own. You might be familiar with the eight limbs of yoga. Yama, niyama, asana, pranayama, dharanha, dhyana, samadhi. Whoa, there they are. All eight of them. Right at you. I think it would be cool to do a podcast just kind of touching on each of the eight limbs of yoga. Just to give you guys a foundation of the foundation of yoga. Um, in my own words, because I will be totally frank and honest, you know, there's a lot of this like submit to the teacher type of thing in yoga and a lot of practices that I do, like martial arts is another one where it's like submit to the teacher and you are, you know, you are the disciple of that teacher and whatever the teacher says and does you do. And that's how it goes. And you don't ask questions. I am not an advocate of that. I think you should ask all the fucking questions <laughs> and, you know, not to be annoying and not to be an asshole, but for yourself, you know, you shouldn't just digest something that somebody gives you without asking where it came from, you know, or asking what it's going to do for you, why it's important that you digest it right now, or, you know, just questioning practices before you take them in, but also being open enough to try the practices before you question them too. Because if you spend too much time being like in skepticism, you won't ever try it. And if you never try it, you won't ever actually know how to answer those questions for yourself through direct experience. So big fan of don't knock until you try it. But also don't be afraid to knock some shit if you don't like it. And there are some things in yoga philosophy in the most foundational sense that I do not believe in. And I do not practice and I do not preach either. And one of those just to be you know, specific about it right now and just rip it off like a dang band-aid is vegetarianism. No, not a big advocate for vegetarianism. Um, doesn't mean that you should never eat vegetarian. You should never eat vegan. There are times and places and reasons to do it for a temporary period of time, but I do not think it is a long-term healthy lifestyle practice. And there are a plethora of reasons why if you have any questions about that, hit me up or go and listen into the podcast that's already up called Why You're Not Actually Vegan. Um, that answers a lot of those questions about that. But I just wanted to let you guys know, um, just because I love yoga so much and I've deepened the philosophy and I practice a lot of what um, we'll be talking about, doesn't mean that I am like a blind follower to yoga philosophy or any philosophy, because I do not think 
being a blind follower to anything promotes health for anyone. Um, so yeah, that is the frickin' resurrection of WHLC. We're going to get into some deep topics. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I also will be kind of updating you as we go along about things. For example, I will, I'm creating basically a course menu. So you can take a course from me in a variety of different fields, so to speak, or areas of healthy lifestyle. Maybe you've got your strength training down and you, you know, you lift weights five days a week and you're a fucking beast in the gym. Great. But perhaps your recovery sucks. Okay. So there's going to be a class on recovery basics, how to get the most out of recovery, what pieces of your lifestyle are most pertinent to creating more optimized recovery, things like that. Or perhaps you are super good at recovery and you don't strength train enough and you're kind of a bum and you need to get a little bit more active in the gym. There's going to be a class on strength training 101, some basic routines that you can take and implement into your life to get the best out of strength training and to, you know, better yourself every day. Or maybe, like I said, you're great at both of those, but your diet sucks and you know it and you can feel it in the gym. Or, um, you know, you're great at strength training and recovery, but you're like an emotional roller coaster all day long, which usually has to do with your diet. Um, I'm going to have a class on just nourishment, how to nourish the body without making it a fucking job or a chore or a stress. Lord knows we're all stressed enough. We don't need extra stress right now, right? So that is my main goal is that all these courses are going to have a serious focus on stress-free management of these healthy lifestyle practices. We can't do anything if we're stressed, right? So one of the first things I'm going to tell you to do is figure out how you can manage your stress before you before you pick up a weight, before you change anything about your diet, before you, you know, focus on recovery stuff. Actually, recovery might be a place for you to start if you're stressed the fuck out. Um, because being stressed like that doesn't, it takes your energy away. And change, making positive, healthy change also takes a lot of energy. And so if you're, you know, beaming your energy off because you're stressed the fuck out and it's just draining all of your vital life force. Good luck trying to sustain some healthy lifestyle changes. It's not going to work, sister friend. It might work for a minute. It might work for a week. It maybe work for a month or three, depending on how hard and steady your inner willpower is. But eventually, if your system is stressed, if your mind is stressed, it's going to fail you and you will not be able to sustain it. Whoa, that's hard to say. Sustain. Sustain? Sustain it. So first things first, before you even think about any of the courses, get your stress under control. Um, but yeah, so I'll be kind of talking about those products and courses as they come up, as they become finished, um, so that you can have an idea of what they are about and what they include. Some of what I talk about on the podcast will be also included in the courses, just expanded upon a little differently. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I got some free ebooks that'll be coming out, which is also super exciting. And I'm also gonna have a free Facebook group where maybe you just love this podcast and the way I speak hits you in a certain way. Hallelujah. I love you, sister girl. You are the person I want to be around and with because coaching and speaking about these things and, you know, outlining and encouraging healthy lifestyle practices 
for a woman and then seeing her take them and run with them is literally my life's calling. Like (laughs) there's nothing that makes me happier in life than talking about this stuff, watching it light up another woman, like a, like just, you know, like a firework and then seeing her take what she's learned from me and other things and all, you know, it's not just me that puts out this kind of information, but I love being the thing that sparks that action in someone and then seeing them take that action and then watching them change. It is the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. It's, it's magic. And it's, I've gotten to see that and do that and taste that in small bursts during my OT work, like being able to coach somebody who hasn't stood in three months and then seeing them do the work, you know, it's, it's up and down. They go through periods where they're like, it's never going to happen. And then they go through periods like, I'm going to walk out of here tomorrow. And it's up and down like that. And being able to be that consistent voice in their head that keeps them on track and then, sh- and then being able to see them actually walk out of the facility, like, whoa, that's some life-changing shit right there. That is, w- that's worth more than anyone could ever pay me. So, like, I'm telling you, I'm here for it, okay? I am here for it. I'm here for you. And I just wanted you to know that and um, be excited that WHLC is alive and well. She's coming back, y'all. Um yeah i think that's it for this podcast thank you so much for listening i hope you like the new intro (laughs) it's a little more professional than just me trying to beatbox (laughs) i also hope you like the new quality of sound i know i did have one listener shout out to freddie how you doing um he's always like bring the podcast back bring the podcast back and he he actually really liked that it was in the car (laughs) and that he could hear like my turn signal or me be like oh shit that person almost hit me um Sorry, Freddie, it's not in the car anymore, my friend. But it is from a place of still, from a place of authenticity, of honesty, um, and of just, you know, betterment. Just trying to make the world a little bit better than when I left. Every day, right? Every day, trying to make the world a little bit better before I leave to go to sleep. And then in the grand scheme of things, before I die, before I leave to death, right? So those are the intentions. And before we close this podcast, I would love to bring you to a place where you are feeling that energy of resurrection. And I know resurrection can be kind of triggering for some of my prior Christian folk. You know, you were a Christian, then you kind of learned that it was a little wacky and you decided to get out of it. Um don't be triggered. Resurrection is a part of life. The seasons, spring, spring is the time of resurrection. No wonder we have Easter and all that stuff going on during that time. If you think about it, naturally the seasons have that moment of resurrection where water is flushed on everything, you know, snow is washed away. There's new life. There's warmer temperatures. Things are starting to sprout from the ground. Um, so yeah, I just hope that you can feel that in your bones and know that any moment that you need to be resurrected from (laughs) requires that you die first, first and foremost. So take a minute to yourself, sit down two to three minutes, put a timer on your phone and allow everything you think you are, 
every title you put over yourself, every obligation, every to-do thing on your list that you, you know, have to get done, um, every hat you have to wear, whether it's at work or in the home, sit down and drop all of it, all of it, and just be with your inner rhythm. What is your inner rhythm? It's your pulse. Put your hands on your heart. You can bring your fingers to your thumbs, however is best for you. Sometimes all fingertips touching each other, so both hands together, and just connecting with that boom, 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 boom. That rhythm that has been with you since you were you. No titles, no obligations, no labels, no categories, no emotions, no ups, no downs, just a consistent boom, 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 boom. And know that you can always return to that place. And every single time you return to that place, you will open up your eyes and you will be someone new if you allow it. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you look forward to the meditations that will be coming out and our yoga philosophy chats and courses and Facebook groups and all the fun shit. I hope that you are excited because I'm excited. (laughs) Until the next podcast, please take very good care of yourself. I say good day.